Welcome to Health Talks Now, bringing you the facts you need to keep you and your family well. We're happy you're tuning in today. Baptist Health is committed to providing compassionate, high-quality care that is centered on you. Listen to all of our podcasts to hear from Baptist Health physicians about the latest medical advancements and treatments. And get trusted information on timely health topics from our healthcare professionals. Whether you want to learn more about a specific condition or procedure or find tips for living a healthy lifestyle, Baptist Health is here to help you become a healthier you. Hey guys, we've got a great episode for you today. I'm Carrie, the host of the new Health Talks Now podcast, brought to you by Baptist Health. As we embark on 2020, we're taking a few moments to sit down with Baptist Health System CEO Gerard Coleman and Jody Prather, Chief Strategy and Marketing Officer, to not only reflect on where we've come, but to discuss where we're going. I think what you'll hear over this episode are some aggressive goals and plans, but our commitment to you, our patient, to provide care and service to go beyond what is expected. Hope you enjoy. We are here with a special guest today, Gerard Coleman, the Chief Executive Officer of Baptist Health. And as we framed out this podcast, we looked at a play off of, I think, the most obvious of the 2020 marketing scheme that any optometrist would jump at is a 2020 vision. Before we look forward and plan for the new year, it's a good time to reflect. So we wanted to take an opportunity to interview both yourself and Dr. Jody Prather for this episode. Will you first share with us, do you have any New Year's resolutions that you can tell our listeners? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I usually don't fulfill the obligation of a resolution, so I, I they're loose at best. And I think this year, the resolution I'll probably come up with is try to eat more healthy because I have a challenge with that. Sure. I love French fries like everybody else. And uh, I'll try to, I think the keep it to no deep fried foods will probably be my my resolution for this year. And I'll do my best to keep it. But like I said, usually after a couple of months, I'll slip right back. That's hard to do in Kentucky. It is. It is, especially... Uh, especially around where I live. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be difficult, especially with uh, kids and they love their Chick-fil-A and you sure. know fast food, which you know is all delicious. So yeah. that'd be fun for me. It's been two years or so that you've lived in this region after moving here from Milwaukee. What's your impression of Kentucky and Southern Indiana? You know, I, I got to tell you, for me and my family, we love it here. It's amazing. The impression I have is that it's it's got a it's a very warm and welcoming community, and it's very genuine. Mm-hmm. And people ask you how your day is going; they really mean it, and they really want to know. Well, how is your day going? It's such an incredible experience, and there's so much to do here. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and the weather is is pretty spectacular too. After those uh, very cold and long Wisconsin winters, the weather here has been delightful, and we've had actually enjoyed a lot of touring around the state and seeing a lot of Southern Indiana and a lot of Kentucky. Part of it because of our our you know we're statewide, so we get the opportunity to go all the way from Paducah to Corbin to Lexington and yeah. Richmond and all the sites throughout the the Commonwealth, and then Southern Indiana, of course, and all the great things, you know, the walking bridge across the river and, yeah. you know, having a slice of pizza on the other side and coming back and spending a lot of time downtown. There's lots to do in Louisville. There's lots to do in Lexington and enjoy the sports scene yeah. and really excited about the soccer stadium being built. So there's a lot going on there. And, 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 you know, we've just really enjoyed it. So the impression is really positive. It just, I, I couldn't be more pleased with, with how everything's going. Sure. That's right. And that's how I met you was at the soccer game of a coin toss 
for Louisville City Soccer. That's right. And some of the rounding that we've done too, meeting clinicians has been a treat as well. Absolutely. What we'd love to learn a little bit more about you. Would you share your morning routine with us? Uh, It's kind of boring, actually. I I don't lead an exciting outside of work life. So, you know, every morning I get up pretty much and I'll, uh, I'll go for a run or a long walk with the dog. And sometimes if I just go on the run and not take the long walk, I get the sad puppy eyes from my dog and get guilted into it anyway. So that's, that's pretty much the morning for me. And then I wake up the kids. That's my job. I wake up the, the kids for school. And then I'm out of the house pretty early. The minute that I know they're out of bed, because you got to make sure teenagers are actually physically moving before you leave the room or leave the home. And once they're up and moving, I actually, then I just, you know, I get in the car and I come to work and I, I'm, I'm one of those early office people. I like to okay. come in early because you get your day started without phone ringing off the hook or tons of emails. You know, it really helps you get situated. Sure. So I like to get situated for the day early. So, okay. Well, what's the most rewarding part of your day? Besides deleting emails, <laughs> <laughs> spam emails, that is not, not work related. Sure. Um, you know, I think the most rewarding part is the interactions with people both in and out of the office. So I'm, I'm, I've truly valued our size and scope and the fact that we have people that work both in and outside of offices. So to be able to interact with people all the time, everywhere yeah. uh, that work for Baptist health are part of our Baptist health mission in our lives. They don't have to necessarily be part of the care team, but there are people in the community that really love Baptist, what we do in our mission. And they really love to talk to people from Baptist and we're the best ambassadors for ourselves, sure. but the better ambassadors are patients that we've had and family members who their families have been patients of ours. And it's just amazing uh, to talk to those people all the time. So that's the most rewarding part of my day. That and talking to clinicians that are super excited to be part of the mission and really want us to to forward our, our growth, but in areas where it's needed. You know what I mean? So it's not growth for growth's sake. Mm-hmm. It's growth that's purposeful and meaningful to the communities that we serve. And everyone gravitates to that mission. So I really like that. Great. Well, I do want to ask you a few questions about growth. But before we get into that, what's the last thing you do before you leave the office? <laughs> I probably check out with Lauren, my assistant. She's actually spends more time at night there than I do. We have a great schedule. I'm the early person. She's the late person. So okay. we have a great overlap. And I probably spend some time with her every afternoon going through what we have to finish up for the day and then what's on the docket for the next day. Okay. And then, of course, I always love deleting those last final spam emails. That's always, uh, it's always a great thing for everybody, right? Sure. So. Well, how do you unwind on weekends? You know, I, I used to, if this was 15 years ago before the kids were teenagers and really actively involved, I'd say I loved woodwork, believe it or not. I just loved building things with my hands and it it kind of was a great escape. And it was always something to do around the house, of course, to fix or, 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 you know, fidget with. But now that the kids are older, we're so busy and consumed with their lives that there's really not a lot we do other than drive our children around or be involved in what they're involved in. So it's as far as hobbies, I'd say my hobbies from the past. And I can't wait to get back to them in the future when the kids have, you know, are off to college when that is and and we'll get back into that. And other than that, I still have my same morning routine, get up and go for a run with the dog and Great. or walk the dog and take a run, as yeah. I said earlier. So that's uh I'm that's pretty much where the weekend goes with me. Okay. What do you consider the greatest accomplishment at Baptist Health for twenty nineteen? You know, I'd say with some um, there's there's a lot of things that I think we as a health system should be really proud of and the caregivers should be really proud of. I think by by and large, we can look at the numbers and be so grateful. The way people gravitated around the mission 
was really inspirational this year. And you can see it in the numbers and not just, I'm not talking about financial numbers all the time. I mean, that, I think that's a mis a misgivings about my position, but it's really about our patient quality and our service and our patient satisfaction have all really climbed in the right direction. And that's as important, if not more important than the bottom line sure. of a company, especially a healthcare company. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. What are we here for? It's for our patients. So to, to say that those numbers are heading in the right direction and, Having people gravitate to that and take that so seriously, be so committed to that. And then with that, the financial numbers have followed. So we've really seen a tremendous 360 on performance that I think we're all really proud of. Great. Well, we've certainly been in the news a lot for the Hard Memorial Hospital and the anticipated presence that we'll have in that region in Elizabethtown. Can you tell us more about the impact that we'll make and access that we'll be able to provide to uh, Elizabethtown? Absolutely. So in Elizabethtown itself, I mean, as you know, we've been in that region of our Commonwealth for several, I mean, I want to say two decades, working with Hart Memorial Hospital, helping them, working with them, working with the county. And now that we're going to be acquiring the hospital and all of the facilities around it by the end of this year, by the end of, sorry, 2020, we'll be able to have specific and significant investments in community, one of them being a comprehensive cancer center that we're really proud of, medical office building. We're going to be doing a lot to improve the facilities of Hardin County, as well as significant investments in their electronic medical record, which is really important for us for continuum of care. So making sure that patients that are come to us all the time throughout their lives, that we can actually have a record that's electronic, that we can say that, oh, Mrs. Jones or Mr. Smith, that you've been here before and we understand that you're on this medication and you're under this treatment and we can really provide outstanding care because we can see all that past medical history. And in the current medical environment, if you don't have electronic medical record or maybe one that's not up to current standards, you don't have that ability. So it's really going to improve access for patients and patient care, everything from scheduling an appointment all the way to the actual delivery of care. And we're really excited about that. Harden's really excited. And that's just a minimal investment. We're thinking we're going to be spending over $250 million in a very relatively short period of time in the Harden community on healthcare facilities for the improvement of access. Great. And that number is significantly higher considering the strategic capital in the communities with all of our hospitals. And it will be making an impact in Louisville as well as Lexington. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about those projects? Sure. There's a lot going on across the Commonwealth and in Southern Indiana. There's lots of work here in in Louisville. We're significantly investing in our orthopedics. We're going to be expanding our cardiac programs in here at Baptist Health Louisville. We're going to be adding significant number of observation beds, and we're going to be investing in our our staff and our care teams. And we're really going to be building a state-of-the-art education center, which I think is going to really benefit our employees, all of our caregivers, actually. And when we go through it, it's also going to be an impact on the community. So it's going to be, you know, stay there because we have to make an investment in our caregivers because when they graduate college and they come to work and they're awesome, but we have to invest in continuing because healthcare changes so rapidly. And it's so important for us to invest in our community and our future, regardless of whether they stay with Baptist Health, which we want everyone to stay with us forever, obviously. But even if they go to other peer organizations in the community that are healthcare providers, how do I lose from that? How do we lose from that? I think we're, it's inspirational. And I think our peers do the same thing. They really want to provide outstanding continuing education so that we have the strong, compassionate healthcare in the Commonwealth so that we're really improving the population sure. and, and their outcomes. Yeah. That just goes to show a, a rising tide lifts all ships and Absolutely. bettering the uh, life of the Kentuckians and 
that was in Southern Indiana. I know we're going to be expanding the emergency room department in LaGrange, as well as making some improvements to Floyd. But there's a massive overhaul that's going on in Hamburg at Baptist Health Lexington with a project that's estimated at $250 million as well. Can you tell me about that project? Absolutely. You know, we're really excited. We have a, you know, a hospital president that's been in our Lexington market for many years, uh, Bill Sisson, and he was a visionary and, and very strategic. And he bought land in Hamburg way back, like I, more than 10 years ago, when that was almost an outpost of Lexington. Wow. And we've had that land for some time, and now we're going to be significantly investing in the infrastructure and a facility, and that's going to be our, you know, a, a significant healthplex for us at Baptist Health. So we're really excited to be out there. We're we're gonna we're still in the design phase, but we are estimating 250 plus million and operating rooms, endoscopy suites, primary care, women's health services. It is going to be a full suite ambulatory care center for Baptist Health System in Hamburg, Kentucky, which is going to be significant for us to be on that I-75 corridor. And we're really excited about it. Great. Well, thank you for joining me today for this podcast. Thanks, Carrie. It's great to see you again. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Good morning, Dr. Prather. Morning, Carrie. How are you today? Great. How are you? Uh, Doing great. Good. We are continuing our conversation that we started, and we wanted to continue it with you as our chief strategy and marketing officer, taking this time as a 2020 vision to reflect back on where we were and some forward thinking of where we're going this next year. But first, we want our listeners to learn a little bit more about you. What's the last thing you do before you start your journey home? What's the last thing you do before you leave the office? It really depends. I mean, sometimes, unfortunately, because of just the nature of how busy we are and how much we have going on, I'm, I'm walking out the door on the phone, you know, to, to apologize for the switch over to Bluetooth as I go, you know, as the car picks it up. So, um, you know, it, it, really, it really varies. A lot of times I'm walking out the door on a call. Sometimes it's just signing off the computer so the IT people don't get aggravated at me that I've (laughs) left my computer accessible for days on end. But I think it varies for the most part. Okay. Well, how do you unwind on weekends? You know, I love sports. So I I tend to, we'll take a little time and veg out and watch whatever sports on. Uh, We were, as you know, I'm a UofL fan. So if if they're uh, in, I'll watch that. My son still participates in a lot of sports. So it's funny to say, it seems like a lot of my relaxation revolves around sporting events, whether it be my son's or UofL or something on television. For the most part, I do try to get on the treadmill exercise. If Somewhat, I find that like a lot of folks, the stress goes better if you work in at least a little time in that regard. No doubt. And, um, you know, my wife and I, we love going out to eat. And uh, even though we live in Elizabethtown, come to Louisville, a fair amount to be with friends or, or dine out. So I guess that's a nothing too creative, but that's kind of how I, I spend most of my weekends, if I can, if nice. I get the opportunity. Yeah, it sounds great. Well, you began your career in private practice, as I understand it, in family medicine in Elizabethtown. Do you miss clinical aspects of medicine treating patients? I do. I grew up wanting to be a doctor, mm-hmm. so to speak. And so when you when you want to do that and you're trained to you spend so much time working towards that goal, you know, pre-med in college and four years of medical school and then residency, it's not something you just turn off. So, you know, I still think of myself as a physician. I've been in and we can obviously you may dive into this some. I've been an administrator since about 2010 mm-hmm. in a few different roles. And there when I was at Harden, I tried to work clinically part-time still, just mm-hmm. one to 
keep me grounded, keep the skills set, and plus because I enjoyed it. This job now with Baptist, and I know we'll talk about, is 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 so big, so much going on that I really wouldn't. I would cheat one side or the other, so to speak, if sure. I tried to spend a day or two in a clinic. In other words, I wouldn't have enough time to really give the patients what they needed, and and, yeah. and or wouldn't have the time to maybe give the uh, Baptist system what it needed. So I've opted not to practice. But yeah, I, I do miss it. If I could wave a magic wand and there was enough time in the day, I would, I'd probably still do some clinic as well as uh, what I'm doing relative to uh, strategy and, and growth and marketing and development. I can understand that. Well, how has that background strengthened you as an administrator overseeing the strategic initiatives? Well, I think it's awfully important yes. personally. I always say, and I come, I really do try to bring it back to the patient at the end. You know, certainly the business development aspect of what I do is important and making sure that there are successful business plans and making sure we're focused on growth. It's part of the core job description of what I do. But with that, I tell people and laugh about it sometimes, Carrie, that I I've still view everything through the lens as a physician. Yes. And I think for the most part, that's a benefit because at the end of the day, I think if we do the right thing for the patient, the rest of it takes care of itself sure. generally. So I guess that's how I'd frame that up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, access is a word that I've heard you use over the last several months. It's a focus point for you. Will you expand on that goal for us as a system and having access points for our patients? Yeah. Well, I definitely think relative to both growth and again, just some of the concepts I was alluding to. When we look at growth of the system from a business aspect, but also the ability to provide the best service to our patients, having the right kind of ways that they can access our system, our providers, our other services, obviously our hospitals. When we talk about access, largely it's it's what we would say is ambulatory. And I think mm-hmm. most listeners would understand what ambulatory means. It's the non-inpatient side of things where healthcare is is going more and more. So I think it's brutally important both for the financial as well as the uh, clinical success of our organization to make sure we have the right access opportunities, access strategies, both for existing patients, but it also then the more access you have, the more opportunity you have to to grow the organization. I tell people all the time, a health system these days, uh, the metaphor I use is like a funnel. Mm -hmm. So in other words, it's a very small number of patients that you contact who will ever end up in beds in your hospital. And really it's our job, if if at all possible, to keep them from being there. I mean, that's that's part of what we want to do, but that's really the bottom of the funnel. And to keep our beds full, that's great. We want to provide good care in the hospital, but to do that, because fewer and fewer people are in the hospital, you really have to create a, a big funnel at the top of folks who touch your system. Sure. And, you know, that that happens through virtual care now mm-hmm. with telehealth. That happens through digital health with what you and, and Kevin Smith and your all's team do interacting with folks in different ways than we used to. But it also goes back to the old brick and mortar, having physician offices and urgent care clinics and EDs and those kind of things in the right place too. Sure. Absolutely. Well, one thing is we expand our organization, as you just mentioned, we're going to expand the footprint into Elizabethtown. And as Baptist Health expects to invest in strategic capital into the communities we serve, I want to hear more about our footprint at Hard Memorial Hospital and Elizabethtown. Sure. Well, 
you know, Hard Memorial, I, I'm biased. It's where I, I, I was born in that hospital and uh, practiced there and still live at Elizabethtown. So naturally, my bias will show and I think say it's a it's a pretty great place. Yes. And I think it's going to be, you know, the the cliche now is a win win. I think it's going to be a real win win for for Hard Memorial, for that community, but also for Baptist Health, because it's a, you know, a first class hospital in a in a growing area. So there's multiple initiatives you can imagine. I mean, Hard Memorial in and of itself is a huge organization. It's really a mini health system. And uh, as we're integrating that into Baptist, there's there's layer upon layer of things that are going on, but not least of which it speaks to what Baptist views the opportunity for Harden as that early on we're going to be investing within the first three years mm-hmm. um, a couple hundred million dollars to not only install the right EHR that's going to integrate it immediately with Baptist, which we think from my standpoint, from the other leadership standpoint, is brutally important. I mean, to really become part of the family, so to speak, and and function with the right transitions of patient care, to have the right data, you know, just to help build the whole portfolio to go on the epic EHR early is important, and that's an investment. That's probably not as sexy, so to speak, as, mm-hmm. as some of the capital spend we're going to do relative to buildings. And so what we're going to partner with Harden to do is invest in a new cancer center, mm-hmm. which is going to be a regional cancer center to rival anything in the state, an ambulatory care center with new operating rooms and medical office space and you know, diagnostic centers. And when folks show up there, and it's going to be adjacent to the cancer Campus connected to the hospital. Yeah. So it's really going to create a whole new aspect of care in that entire region that they so, haven't had before. Sure. That's a great location as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Elizabethtown, Elizabethtown's growing and benefits from a lot of things, but not least of which it's positioned between interstates. So I-65, West Kentucky Parkway, Bluegrass Parkway, but there's other pros it has in its column, so to speak. But, you know, it's really become its own little uh, center of commerce for that region and has a a really booming industrial park secondary to its access with roads. And so there's a lot going on there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we want to be able to provide the right kind of patient care for those patients in that growing population. Sure. Let's hear what we're doing at Baptist Health Louisville next. Well, one thing that we became focused on early on, you know, so coming back to the strategy is we really want Louisville to become a, more of a referral center for the for the entire region than it already is. Okay. You know, Louisville is really the biggest hospital in the state. I mean, you look at different metrics, but in general, it's the largest hospital in the state by, by most metrics yes. anyway at this point. And even with that, given the growth that we've had in the system, it doesn't have enough capacity, believe it or not. So as we said, we want with the network and the access points that we keep growing, we Mm -hmm. want Baptist Louisville to be able to serve those patients for higher and higher levels of care with the physicians we have kind of at a flagship campus, so to speak, in Louisville. We recognize that we were at capacity and where we were really at capacity because there are fewer people in beds, but there are just as many needing certain services, procedures, diagnostics. We recognize that uh, the platform we really need to be working on was two things. One is short stay okay, because that builds capacity in the hospital and there's fewer and fewer people staying in hospitals long-term that sure. does happen, but more people it's more, it's short stay. You know, you go in the emergency room, 
Maybe you've had an event, maybe you haven't, you need to be watched. And if you have a dedicated unit for those kind of things, or even short-stay surgery, just overnight to monitor, you know, it can be more efficient and, and a better experience for the patient as well, which okay. we're always focused on. On top of that, we're adding significant capacity both in operating rooms. We're building an orthopedic center of excellence, which is going to give extra orthopedic capacity, but also more efficiencies and better patient experience. We're adding on with cardiovascular capabilities as far as cardiac catheterization labs and hybrid ORs, both for cardiology as well as for neurosurgery. I'll go ahead and anticipate a question. A hybrid OR really for folks who don't know is is a traditional, it's built like a traditional OR so you can keep say keep the right kind of sterile processes, yes. but it has all the imaging and diagnostics where that way in the middle of surgeries, the physician can be doing radiology at that time to be able to take the right kind of x-rays intraoperatively and never break sterile field. It's really where a lot of upper level procedures, especially vascular type procedures sure. are, are headed. And so Louisville already has hybrid capacity, but we're adding to that, trying to prepare for what the next 10, 20 years of healthcare looks like, which I think those kind of modalities will be even more important. That's fantastic. The last project I wanted to touch on was at Baptist Health Lexington and our expansion of the Hamburg project. Can yeah. you touch on that? I absolutely can. So the whole project is going to be phased. Mm -hmm. I could see very easily over the next 10 to 15 years, there being many more services than we're even starting with. That's one of the things we're looking at. But initially, we're going to make a $250 million investment in that campus to build a state-of-the-art ambulatory center that will have a surgery center, a cancer center, physician office space, yeah. a women's center, diagnostics, and about everything you would need to take care of patients um, besides just beds. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because we'll have an ED there, people will be able to stay as long as they need to. But certainly if they need to be admitted, then, you know, we'll take the step of getting them to Baptist Lexington and the quality inpatient experience people are used to there. Yeah. But we think that, um, you know, it's really going to change the care of that region to have that kind of facility, that kind of investment setting at such a great access point. Sure. And uh, we're really excited about that. And that's slated to open in 2023? That's correct. I have to do my math backwards on how long it'll take, but that's that's really what we're targeting right sure. now is 2023. We're working through the construction plan, okay. for lack of a better term, blueprint process sure. now. We hope by the end of the year to start construction, which uh, so it could move a little quicker, but sure. probably 2023 is fair. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. we'll keep everyone updated with that project. Well, thank you for sitting down with us this morning. No, absolutely enjoyed it. And I'm excited about what's going on with Baptist. And it's a good time to, to be a part of Baptist Healthcare. There's great people. The thing coming back to what you asked me is a, how I come at this with the physician is the reason I'm most proud to be part of Baptist is the way Baptist has been successful over the years is just providing really great patient care yeah. with a lot of good nurses and physicians and support staff on a daily basis, just doing the right thing for the patient. So, so that makes it much easier to uh, try to do strategy. Sure. Thank you very much, Jody. Yeah, thanks, Carrie. Appreciate you your time. Thanks for tuning in to Health Talks Now. Staying healthy is a lifelong commitment, and Baptist Health can provide the support you need to lower your risks, improve your quality of life, and protect your long-term health. Visit baptisthealth.com to hear our other podcasts, learn about our services, and find more tips to help you stay a step ahead of your health. Baptist Health. Be a healthier you. 
This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as medical advice. The content in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast is not designed to replace a physician's medical assessment and medical judgment. Always seek the advice of your physician with any questions or concerns you may have related to your personal health or regarding specific medical conditions. To find a Baptist health provider, please visit baptisthealth.com.